Welcome back to the Whole Approach Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Sabrina Avion, a client system strategist based in Austin, Texas, who supports coaches and online service providers to welcome ease into their business with automated systems. In this episode, Sabrina and I talk about how systems can help you not only earn more revenue in your business, but also use it as a form of self-care. She shares her own experience of how her systems allowed her to be present in her life when it was needed most. Hey friends, you're listening to The Whole Approach Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Bellamy. Inside, we'll discuss everything mindset and wellness to inspire, educate, and empower you to take action towards designing a life of impact, happiness, and purpose on your terms. I'm so grateful you're here. Get comfortable, and let's dive in to today's episode. I'm so happy to be sitting down with Sabrina Avian fellow systems lover and client experience specialist. Thank you so much for being here, Sabrina. Can we start off with just a brief introduction, just letting our listeners know who you are, what you do, all of those good things? Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, finally, I feel like we've rescheduled a couple of times and <laughs> matched up right when it needed to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my name is Sabrina Avian, and I'm a system specialist for coaches and online service providers. And so I just kind of help people take a look at how they're doing what they're doing. And we create a more efficient, streamlined way of operating. And I also really enjoy helping them elevate their client experience. So they have, um, they're running their business a little easier, but they're also increasing their client referral and client retention rates. Mm, I love that. So, and we'll dive deeper um, a little bit later on into like all of the details around that, but I love asking this next question first, because I always get so much from it, like take away so much. Mm-hmm. How did you end up becoming an entrepreneur? Like what was the thing that led you down your entrepreneurship path? Uh, for me, it was, and I'm trying to think of a different word, but I, this is just exactly how I wrote it down when I first started was being the master of my own time. Mm. I really wanted to control what I did and when I did it versus working for someone else. And I remember um, I have to write down like a lot of quotes when I'm hyping myself up for something. And when I was quitting, going to quit my job, I was so nervous because the people I worked with were really close friends of mine and I really respected them. And I knew that I was creating a big gap in the business. So I was looking for quotes that would like pump me up and keep me confident in the meeting. And I found one online that said, if you don't build your dreams, someone else will pay you to build theirs. Mm. And I guess ultimately like that is another reason I got into entrepreneurship is because I saw that, right? Like my, the woman I was working for at the time was training me so that she could go and live on her ranch in Texas. And they had like, I don't know, lots of acreage. And that was her dream. And so I was working to help her get there. And I was thinking, man, I, I need to work for myself to build like my dreams. How did you um, fall into systems? I fell into systems because I started with, I bought a $500 course to become a virtual assistant. And I'm just like a naturally hyper-organized, hyper-efficient person even down to like my grocery shopping is really absurd and how organized and efficient I move through the grocery store and how I organize my list and everything. It's what bags I use. Uh, So it's always been like this skill or this like personality trait in my life. And when I started as a VA, 
I was working with clients and they would hand a task to me. Uh, and I was just like, this is not it. <laughs> this is, <laughs> there's a way better way of doing this. And so we would just rework the process and create a system around it. And I remember one time I was working with a, um, a client of mine and she was like, she was really sweet. She was really big on like, what tasks do you want to do? And what are you not into doing? Because I want you to do the things that you like. And she was like, but there's a couple of things. She's like, I don't like doing these things. Are you open to doing it? And I was like, I don't like doing those things either. Neither of us have to do it. Let's automate it. And she was like, what, we can do that. And so after working with her for a while, basically what happened is I would start to work my way out of a job. And three months down the road, typically a lot of what we were doing together was nicely packaged. It was automated. There were systems around it. And especially when I was an OBM, they were paying me a premium to manage these things that we had already built out. And so I think when I started working myself out of a job is when I realized, oh, that's my sweet spot. Like that is my skill set. Setting up these systems is what I love and it's creative and it's problem solving and it's helpful. And, and that's, that's my juice. Like that's my squeeze is, is the systems. And then I started seeing how it's like already part of my life everywhere else. And so then it made more sense. I was like, oh, okay. That's what I've been doing. It just came naturally. I just want to bring it back to the, one of the first things that you said that you're hyper-organized with your grocery list, like how you should, yeah. <laughs> because I thought I was abnormal. So I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Yeah. You too. Like, even like categorizing the things under the different sections, like a hundred percent frozen, yes. dairy, dry goods, meat. My husband frozen. and I have an app where we share the list. And he thinks it's just so uh -huh. strange that I have to categorize like every single thing and what aisle it's in. And yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not double backing on any no. aisle <laughs> at the grocery store. It's all about efficiency. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Amazing. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah. Your system's clean too, yeah. so it makes sense. So you've been through some hard things recently. Would it be okay to share a little bit with the audience, like what you have had to overcome and maybe how your systems have actually supported you on that journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the past couple of years have been a big challenge for everybody, right? Going through this pandemic mm -hmm. was a lot, a lot. And uh, my husband and I had to move a couple of times and trying to keep the business up and running while we're in between. And we, we bought and sold two houses during the pandemic. And we also lived in an RV for a while in between the houses and I've got two kids and the business. So there was a lot going on there that had I not had my systems in place where like, I like to say, even if you need your business, your business shouldn't always need you. Mm. And so my clients were getting what they needed. People were being onboarded while I was like in between driving in the RV between like, you know, Wi-Fi spots basically. So that's how they really helped me then. But then most recently, when we finally got settled into Austin, um, my dad passed away unexpectedly. And I did not have the capacity to focus on my business during that time. Um, mm -hmm. I've had grandparents die, but never anyone like unexpectedly in that close to me. And then um, actually the right after we got back from the uh, the memorial service, my 
my dog got cancer, like the day we basically hopped out of the car and she had a month and then, and then she passed away. So there was a lot of space I needed during that time. And I talk about like how having your system set up as a form of self-care mm-hmm. and how I approached my business coach at the time about that perspective and, you know, not getting too deep into like why mm-hmm. I approached it that way, but just kind of mentioning it. And she was like, people don't, people aren't going to buy that. Like no one's interested in that, you know? And to an extent, she's right. Like, you know, systems, it's hard to make systems sexy for people. Like, it's a lot easier to say, hey, like, you can hit these 10K months. Hey, like, I'm going to teach you how to sell, you know, like, and um, building a client base on that. But for me, when I brought that up to her, it was because that having the system set up in my business created the space that I needed, both when we were on the road, when we were moving houses, but especially when I was home and had the time, but not the capacity, right? Like not the capacity to show up for my business um, when I was learning how to grieve for the first time in that way, Mm. times two. So yeah, that's why I had already considered systems as a form of self-care before all of that happened. And now even even more so. It's more about the mindset of, I'm going to make my business work for me versus the other way around, right? Like when I started my business, I was like, I want to be the master of my time. And then quickly, I don't know if you experienced this in your business, but very quickly you realize, whoa, like I don't have any time. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like you're built, like when you first start out and you don't have the systems in place, you're building another nine to five. Mm -hmm. You don't have any control of your time because you have to be on all All the the time. time. Yeah, all the time, especially in the early stages when like every client, like not that every line doesn't matter, but like every lead and Mm -hmm. every discovery call and every proposal you're sending out like that, you know, they're so important to nail those experiences and and you make yourself available at times that you don't maybe shouldn't be available at times when you should be with your family at times when you should be, you know, getting ready for dinner or bedtime. Um, but you crack your computer open because you have to be there to make sure that the client is getting taken care of. Um, and so I, I, yeah, anyway, just going back to that being so important in the beginning stages too, but I feel like we just don't feel it until you've kind of grown, grown enough to be like, "Mm -mm, this is not the vibe. Like there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. And that, you know, just explaining it that way with systems as a form of self-care like that's to me that's sexy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean once you get into it it is like it is but I think it takes a little more depth because self-care for a while was such a buzzword talking a little bit about self-care that's something that's really big in your your messaging and I actually just recently yesterday actually listened to one of your podcasts on this subject can you explain what self-care actually means to you? And like, I really love your, your take on it. Oh yeah. That's cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So for me system, so when you talk about self-care, sorry, I said systems, but I meant self-care. A lot of times you'll see people talking about like, Oh, it's like going to the spa or my self-care is like a nice face mask. Um, and then you'll, 
get on another article that's like really against anything superficial like that, quote unquote superficial, right? Or like going to get a manicure being a form of self-care and there's like all these contradictory things. And I really wanna dig into like, what does self-care mean? Like deeper than just what it is. And so for me, self-care is an intention of your time. It's the time that you take to do the face mask. It's a time that you take to go get a massage. It's the intention of the time uh, because everything boils down to like our time, right? Like where we're putting our energy and our time, which are two like massive resources that we have and it's important to focus on where we're putting them. And so to me, self-care is all about the intention of your time. It's, mm-hmm. um, and, and it can be so many different things. Like if you listen to my podcast, you know that like I realized I started to think about, okay, with that definition, what do I already do that's self-care? What do I already do Mm -hmm. with that definition and intention of my time? And one of the weirdest things that I came up with was not answering my phone when people call. And at first, like people give me a hard time about it and I would kind of feel guilty (laughs) about it. And then I realized, no, like I, I show up for people in, in so many different ways in my business, with my family, um, And sometimes I just don't have the energy to do that. And if I do have the time, I might want to use that time for myself. And so sometimes people will call and I just don't have, I'm using that time and that energy for myself. And so I just kind of ignore the call and I get back to them at another time. Um, But once I started to kind of see, okay, what are the small ways that I already use the intention of my time is for myself, that as actually like caring for myself. Um, and considering myself in those moments. And I started to see that I do it in a lot of different ways, which again, something I talked about is like the more you can focus on how, when you're already doing something, the more space you can make to do it Mm -hmm. versus when you think of self-care as like going to the spa, for example, and all the time it's going to take for you and the resources like money it takes for you to go to the spa And sometimes you can feel guilty for not making that a priority. And then you think, oh, I don't make space for self-care. When Mm -hmm. in actuality you do, but you're just limiting the definition that you have for it. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like a complete mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you find like once you made that shift, like with your mindset, like noticing all of the things that you actually do for yourself that you Mm -hmm. maybe felt more ease? Um, okay. So yeah, I would say ease for sure. So when I first, I w- started going to therapy years ago and the first time I showed up to a therapy session, I was like flustered because I had all these lists, things on my to-do list and I only got like four of them done and I was late to the therapy session. And, um, and so my therapist was kind of just checking in and she was like, well, let's not focus on what you didn't get done. Let's focus on what you did get done. And so I named the things I did get done. She was like, okay, like what did it take to get those things done? Mm -hmm. And I started naming all things it took to get those things done. And I was like, holy smokes, I actually did a lot. And it's that mindset shift of focusing on what I did do, not the lack of the things I didn't do. And when I focused on that, I felt like, damn, yes, girl, (laughs) you did it. (laughs) Like I felt proud of myself. Definitely at ease. It relieved a lot of stress right? Because I wasn't focusing on what I didn't get done and still had those things on my mind. So yeah, I would say ease, uh, relief, um, like, I don't know what it would, and confidence is not the word that I'm thinking of, but just like, 
I guess, proud of myself. You know, when you think of all the ways that you can care for yourself and you're like recognizing them instead of getting mad at what you're not doing. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, girl, you did that. What are some ways that your business helps others with their self-care? Like, can you kind of describe any transformations or what it's done for your clients? Yeah. So I have one client in particular I've been working with for three years now, um, just on and off in like different projects and stuff. And when she came to me, she had 12 people on her client roster and she was really trying to get to to at least double that. And um, she also wanted to hire a co-coach. She just wanted to do less in her business and make more. Um, And she was able to do that. I think she's at like 55 people on her client roster now. And she hired a co-coach and we're continuing to work together to build out like different offers um, and automate the processes for that. So she has these like cash injections into her business monthly, which is great. But most recently, because this is something I talk about a lot is um, the value in your client's experience. So systems are definitely a form of self-care and they open up space for you and your in your calendar and your business like your bandwidth absolutely they're like essential for you as a business owner but what's super cool is that they at the same time create a better client experience for your clients Mm -hmm. and there is so much value in the client experience so i talk a lot about um if your systems are budget bus or luxury liner, like are they just kind of like scrapped together? Like there are really lots of gaps in your communication, all sorts of different platforms that you're using. Like it both get you from A to B, right? Budget bus and luxury liner are both getting you from A to B, but the experience of the your client experience is completely different between the two. Mm-hmm. So your luxury liner, you're still getting to the, you know, to point B, but it's more seamless, it's clear, it's relaxed, it's elevated. And by creating systems for yourself, it actually benefits the client in that way. And there is so much value in that. And so I talk a lot about like raising your prices because you've raised the value of your service without actually adding anything. You haven't adding any core deliverables. You're not adding more calls. You're not adding any like, you know, pieces of your coursework. You're not doing any more. You're just elevating the value elevating the client experience. And so mm-hmm. my favorite is when clients message me and I just got another one a couple of days ago where they were like, guess what? Raising my rates, you know, like Amazing. after we work together, raising my rates because they're, you know, it's a, just a better experience for my clients and there's value in that. I feel like it makes the experience more or the business itself more sustainable as well, because with that elevated client experience, comes more referrals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Referrals and retention are, are a really big part of that. You know, we focus a lot about like, what's the service I'm providing and how am I going to get the sales? But when you're lacking the systems there, I was talking to someone recently where they were like, you know, I worked with a coach and she was great, but she didn't, her systems were a bit of a mess and she wasn't able to show up in the ways that she had promised because her her backend systems were just kind of a wreck. Um, and so even though I got what I needed out of coaching, I'm not working with her again, or I wouldn't recommend the experience to anyone else. Yeah. Because like the truth is there are other, we're both doing systems. There are tons of people out there doing systems. If you're a mindset coach, there are other mindset coaches. If you're a marketing coach, there are, there's 
so many other people who can get their clients to the ultimate transformation. The difference is how you get them there, which is one, your uniqueness, you know, like you're, they're investing in you, not just a mindset coach or whatever service provider you are, they're investing with you and your vision. Um, And then they're investing in their experience with you too. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not really showing up to both of those, then, then you're leaving a lot of space for people to, to not return or to not refer you. Mm -hmm. Leaving so much on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Besides self-care being a big aspect of your life, you mentioned that in your intake form, that community and family are incredibly important to you as well. Mm -hmm. Community means Mm -hmm. something different to everyone. And I'm wondering if you can share your thoughts on what it means to you and like why having a community is so important. Yeah. So my family, okay. So my mom's one of 10 and my dad is one of seven. And I grew up for the most part in Arizona where all of them lived. They come from a massive family. Like my grandma's 94th birthday picture, there was, it was like 70 something of us Wow. between all her kids and their partners. And each of them has two or more kids. And I think all of them have been divorced and married again. Like there's a, a lot of us. And so I've been that's just part of how I've always grown up is being really close with a lot of people and moving. I I don't live in Arizona. I mean, I live in Texas now. I live in Austin and that's so important to me. It's always been important to me that we have a lot of friends that feel like family here in Austin. Mm -hmm. And I have two kids and my husband and I are always up to something. So having that community to lean on for support or just for fun, or, you know, hosting people to come over. I used to host um, uh, moon nights for women. So like, we'd gather on the full moon and just kind of check in with each other and do like a fun project kind of thing. And so all of that, like connection, um, you know, there's been times where I really, for example, when my dad died, Mm -hmm. I really needed to lean on other people during that time, you know? And so all of my community showed up for me in so many different ways. And it would have been really hard to do had I not had that that net. Um, And had I not been part of other people's nets, right? Like I've started meal trains for people who had COVID or had just come out of surgery and having the community to reach out to and be like, hey, what day can you do and what what can you send? has been really supportive and really important. And so that's something that particularly this year, I've been working on a lot in my business because working in the virtual space, you're like kind of on your own Mm. all the times and being in a coaching community is great for that. But I also, I don't know, like I want to build it outside of paying for it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm building out like uh, a lot of my f- referral community has become my community because I just stay in touch with them more than other people. Um, but yeah, having that community translate into the virtual space is something I'm working on this year because I realize how important it is in in my like physical space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've made some of probably some of my best friends are actually mm-hmm. online and I've never met them in person and they've been such a support, just helping with the business aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I completely agree with you about the paying for things because you can pay to get into someone's world, but then it ends. Mm-hmm. Performing those connections outside of that is so, is so important. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the people in the group I wouldn't want to stay friends with anyway. You know, yeah. but, but I met <laughs> a lot of my close, yeah, <laughs> I've met a lot of close friends through those coaching groups. You know, so um, there's a couple of people I still keep in touch with regularly. We have coffee chats just to meet up, like I would with a girlfriend here, but you know, it's virtual. Yeah, I have never met them in person. Hope to someday. Yeah, but I also kind of does that make you nervous a little bit? Yeah, well, I have met a couple of people. Um, and you still hit it off? And yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it it, yeah. we were both nervous. Like we kind of yeah. admitted it later. We're like, mm, I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that next step in a relationship. You're just like, I don't want to mess up what we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. I think, you know, once you really get to know the real person like once you've had conversations about life and business and been talking for a long time you you really actually get to know who that person is if you're honest with them and yeah I feel like I'm a good judge of character I don't know maybe not always but (laughs) yeah I'm excited actually um I wasn't able to go to the first mastermind meetup of like the first mastermind I ever joined and I'm bummed about that. It was during COVID. And so I opted not to go, but that coach is talking about doing uh, retreats soon. And I'm excited because I'm still friends with right. a lot of people in her community. Um, and so for that, I'm like, I think it'd be really cool to meet up with multiple people that we've been in the same online space with. So we've both had the experience with high level entrepreneurs, other business women coming to us with very messy systems in the back. What would you say to someone who, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe embarrassed that their business has grown so far, but they really haven't paid attention to any of their systems? I think it's kind of the same, whether you're like just starting out or whether you're, you know, past those six figures and, you know, past whatever thousands of followers and that the fact that you're showing up in business period, the fact that you've chosen to be an entrepreneur, the fact that you're taking whatever skill set you have and making money from it and helping other people is such a massive accomplishment. Like you should be so proud of the fact that you're in business. And just because your systems are a bit of a hot mess or you don't have any systems or you don't even know what systems are to, to, to build out, then that doesn't speak to you as an entrepreneur, doesn't speak to you the the transformation or the amazing service that you provide for your clients. I think that there's so many things outside of um, our zone of genius or our level of control that we assign, like that we let define our business or define our success, right? Define what level we're operating at. For example, like I know that Selling four-figure VIP days has been a game changer in my business, but there's been times where I wasn't selling VIP days, and for a while, I let that define my success as a business owner, and then, honestly, it was Mm -hmm. like during the time that my dad passed away, and it was also summer, and being my first time in the VIP day world with systems, understanding that there are seasons that people prefer to work on their systems and not. And so it was not a definition of like the quality of work that I provide. Um, And so there's no shame in that or embarrassment in that and not like attaching it to what it means about me as a business owner. The same thing about your systems. Like even if you're at 
high level and you haven't really let anyone in to help you organize that back end stuff, that it doesn't, that that should not, like don't let your ideas of what that means about you keep you from getting the support that you need to grow your business even more because there's going, there's just, you're leading straight to burnout, but not getting the mm -hmm. support you need um, in whatever area of business. Honestly, if that, if that lack of like seeking support comes from shame or embarrassment, because I've definitely had clients who come to me with like, Oh, I can't believe you're going to be like, just so you're not even going to believe this is how I'm doing it. Or I'm embarrassed to show you or blah, blah, blah. And I always tell them like, this is this is like a no judgment space. I'm not, you hired me to come in and help. And that's what we're going to do. It has nothing to do with like, oh, I can't believe you are X, Y, and Z. Because if that was the case, I'd have a lot of content. <laughs> I'd have a lot more content <laughs> that I could be talking about, but that's not, you know, that's not the space we're coming from. We're here to like support and help. And um, yeah, so whether you're a six-figure earner or you're working to, you know, just build out, even hit your like first 2000 in your business. There's so much there's so much that does not define you and the quality of what you offer that we allow it to define that, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love your take on everything that we've talked about and to bring it back, like to the, to the life aspect as well, the systems help with the business, but it's also going to create more space and time. I, this mm -hmm. kind of leads into my next question. If you had one piece of advice for anyone listening today who might be going through like a hard time in their business, like you've experienced, where you needed that space, maybe they don't have systems set up yet, or things are a bit messy in the back end. What advice would you give them to like help get through it? If you're going through something in your life, the most important part of your business is you. It's not your clients. It's not your course being as updated as possible. It's not your next launch, right? Like the most important part of your business is you. And so whatever you need to do to make sure that you're okay, whether that means maybe you're not taking on any clients, um, maybe that means you have to use some of your savings. Um, I know Javi and I had to use some of our credit cards to like get through some of the hard times where I just couldn't show up. And there was a period where I was like, no, I just need to work more. And then I quickly shut that down. And so did everyone around me, whether it was in the virtual space, mm -hmm. my friends, my family. And they just reminded me like, you do what you need to for yourself, first and foremost. I had a, someone reach out to me that said that um, she forced herself to work during, during, through her grieving process, which is endless, right? Never ends, but like through the thick of it with her dad. And, um, and she never fully got the opportunity to grieve because she was forcing herself to work through it. And it made that process so much longer and it also really kept, it, it, it didn't affect her business in the positive way. It affected it in mm -hmm. the negative way. And so she was just really big on take the space that you need. And I did. And, you know, things have kicked up and business is good now. And emotionally, I'm good. Um, I'm able to be present. I have like the energy that I need. I still have my moments where, you know, I, I have my tears, but that's different because I have, I feel like I had that space and I still have that space. So my base thing is like, as hard as it is, it's really, really hard. As hard as it is when you're running a business and you, and your, and your life needs you and you need you, you have to give yourself that space. And I think it's, 
I'm kind of, I live in a little bit of that woo-woo world where I trust that when I'm ready, everything will still be there for me. I trust that just because I'm not working in my business every day doesn't mean that clients aren't finding me every day. Like I trust that when I'm ready to show up, it, it will show up for me as well. And I'm glad that I did because that has proven itself to be true. So that would be my biggest advice is to just, I spent a lot of days in bed doing nothing for a while, you know, mm-hmm. after my dad died. And so um, even if that's all you need, you know, even that's all you can do for the day. Thank you for that. How can people work with you? Uh, so actually, I haven't told you about this, but I, this is, did I say it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right now. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right now, currently I, I do VIP days. I do VIP day system setup. So, um, instead of working together on a retainer model, we just, I focus on one client at a time. We focus on like one program at a time and we go in and we just polish that baby up, automate it, make it more streamlined, elevate it. Uh, So I do that in the VIP day model where it's like fully done for you, strategy and implementation. And then I have my VIP half days, which if you're already using specifically the platform Dubsado um, and you kind of know how to use it, you just need a solid roadmap and strategy. Then I have my half days where I work with clients in that capacity. Um, But I'm currently working on building out a group program. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not out yet. Um, but that's just kind of like the little secret that's brewing in, in the background right now. It might be by the time we publish. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if it is, I will, um, I'll grab the link from you for signups. Yeah. yeah. If it's open, it's in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you online? I'm a big, uh, Instagram is like my platform right now. And so you can find me at Sabrina underscore Avian. And then um, I'm in my emails pretty often. So if you want to sign up for my newsletter, I have a newsletter that comes out every Sunday. It's called Centralize Your Systems. And uh, I just give like tips and tricks and advice and suggestions and how to's and my small rants about, about systems and the importance of centralizing them. So you can find that if you go to my Instagram or my website, you can sign up for the newsletter at the links on, on both of those. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful to have been able to sit down with you finally. Yeah. One thing that I like to leave the podcast off with or finish the podcast off with is asking if there's anything I didn't ask you that you wish I had and how would you answer it? Um, Oh, <laughs> nothing to do with systems, but I was like, if, if I plan on getting another dog <laughs> and the answer is heck yes, a hundred percent. I'm such a dog person. I, when, when someone told me one time, they're like, no sane person should ever tell you to get a dog, which is true. There's like, there's, there's a pain in the butt, <laughs> but they're, you know, it's just like another thing to take care of, yeah. but, uh, they're also the most I don't know they're just like such a sweet part of life like a relationship with an animal is such a sweet part of life so um in the meantime I'm like borrowing everyone else's dog whenever I can (laughs) (laughs) if you see my stories you might think I've got yes 
I've been borrowing everybody else's dogs whenever they let me. Um, but I think we'll probably get another dog. Welcome another family member in January. Um, you know what story I missed though? Oh, what? Birthday party. And you were building a tank of some for some repet, but I never actually got to see the conclusion <gasps> of what that pet was. Oh, I didn't post it. <laughs> I didn't post it. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a surprise pet that my sister sent it I had no idea we were getting that pet what is it um but it's okay because it's hermit crabs oh cool yeah hermit crabs (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah she sent hermit crabs for my son one of them's named speedy and he's like always out hanging out doing stuff and the other one is called shy guy oh cool he only hangs out in the dirt well you're gonna have to post that I know good Thank you for reminding me. I forgot about that. Thank you again for being here and sharing all your wisdom and everything about systems and life and your experiences. I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to talk to you today. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me to be on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm grateful to, to sit here and chat with you. This is nice. We'll have to do it off, off recording and just hang out. Yes. Catch up. Agreed. Thanks for tuning in to the Whole Approach Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others, leave a rating and review, and subscribe here. Thank you so much for being here. You are seen. You are whole. You are loved.